All right, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. As always, Ed Carberhall here with Matthew Hawkins, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Please check out All Access MMA for your mixed martial arts news. This week, we are joined by Bloody Elbows uh, cartoonist, artist, Chris Reaney, who's got some personal work of his that he wants to publish, MMA-related. Chris, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. So uh, I guess let, let's kind of start at the beginning because, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a little bit new to, to a lot of the, the hardcore fans that, that follow this kind of stuff and, and maybe sure. be interested in it. What um, I, let, I guess let's just start. I ask a lot of the fighters, but um, you being an author about MMA and, and an artist, what got you into the, the fight sport um, from the beginning? No, about a, about 12 years ago, I, uh, I ended up, uh, I, I had been a musician for a long time and I, I quit my band cause I was getting older and I was like, all right, I'm like 30. This ain't going, I, I'm not, I'm never going to pay the rent doing this. And, uh, I, I got married and I, I just took a job. I ended up getting a job as an accountant. I kind of talked my way into it and it was a real dead end job. There was a lot of dead time, you know, I had an hour or two of work a day and I just started watching YouTube and I just got totally hooked on watching fights mm. and I, I had no idea what was going on. I, I really didn't know. I didn't know anything about fighting really. And I got kind of, uh, uh, I, I hit that, you know, you can watch stuff and be like, Oh yeah, this is great. This is great. This is great. This is great. And then after a while you're like, I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that little guy beat that big guy. And uh, I, I watched a uh, crow cop knock out Bob Sapp. And I was like, that was the moment where I was like, okay, I need to start learning. I, I, I can't enjoy it anymore. You know, I can't enjoy it, but like just as a person who knows nothing. And I spent probably about two years watching old fights and reading the history of the sport as best I could, you know, old, you know, you know, uh, long form journalism, anything I could find. Uh, like I found this oral history of UFC one that was really captivating and I spent about two years watching fights before I watched anything that was contemporary. And, uh, I think it's the that that you know I stopped learning music. You know, I, I took I stopped writing music, and uh, I was like, oh, I guess I'll just be an artist with a day job. And I just had that 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 piece of my life I needed to I need to keep learning all the time. And uh, MMA was just waiting for me, and I caught me. <laughs> That's cool, man. I mean, um, I I don't remember if you were working with Bloody Elbow when we first met. What was that like? Twenty sixteen, maybe twenty seventeen. Yeah, uh, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was just. I was kind of f- floating, floating aimlessly. I had left Vice, and I had a couple kids, and I was really just like, kind of. I don't want to say struggling, but it was. You know, it's hard when you got like two kids under two years old, mm-hmm. a job, and you're like, oh man, do I? It's hard to like tell your wife. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm going to sink in a bunch of hours for like, you know, exposure and low pay. And I, I just tapped out for a couple of years from the MMA yeah. media. Yeah. But um, I mean, it obviously, it brought you to, uh, you know, it brought you to, you know, we're getting involved uh, kind of like on the side, like, like myself and Matt d- d- does, uh, you know, covering the sport, doing some type of exposure. Like for me, it's written for Matt. It's this, this podcast. And mm-hmm. obviously for you, it's your, it's your artwork. And, it looks like it led to something, and uh, I just want to show some of the folks 
that are watching this uh your the artwork that's featured on your website where you're selling the book over at uh chrisreeney.com yeah um i've seen a lot of this stuff i remember you were sitting uh cage side uh the second time i think it was when bellator came to new york that's right at uh, msg that was a, a great time yeah man and you we were in the same media row and uh I remember I just looked to my left and I was like, "Oh, what is he doing over there?" Yeah, and, and the 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 speed at which you kept up. Oh, this is a nice one with uh, Masvidal. Yeah, that's uh, one of my favorites. <laughs> the speed that you kept up with uh, putting together pieces like this and just with what was going on, I thought was fascinating. And then I feel like after that, I started seeing more and more of your stuff on Bloody Elbow. Um, can you just talk about like like how you? How you how you got into art? Like, did you take classes? I mean, because the the human body, especially when you're drawing musculature and stuff like that, it's it can be hard to to draw, can it? Uh, yeah, I guess so. It's like one of those things you never stop learning, but it is also like my primary passion. I guess you know, mm-hmm. uh, I I went to I didn't have any real formal training as a young young man, but I did. Uh, you know, I just drew on my own. And, uh, like the stuff I did on my own was enough to get into, uh, this college called FIT, which mm-hmm. is a fashion school, but it had a very small fine arts department. And I got in there just based on, uh, the scribbles in my note, my notebook, like the stuff I, when I was supposed to be taking notes in high school, I was just drawn and, uh, I showed that to them. They let me in and that was my first experience taking art classes and, uh, I loved uh, life drawing. That was pro- probably my favorite thing to do. Like you're just in a room with a nude model for three hours mm. and you learn to draw anywhere from, you know, two minutes to 20 minute long stretches. And I realized, you know, I, I was doing MMA artwork and then I kind of looked back through my old, through my old drawings and stuff that I'd kept from college and that stuff, the poses like two to five minutes that stuff really still spoke to me. It was, you know, I'm sure you guys know, you, you look at anything from when you're a young man 20 years ago, you're usually embarrassed by everything, the things you said, the things you wore, the music you yeah. listened to. Uh, but I look back at those, uh, those drawings and I love oh, yeah. them. <laughs> so I started, um, I started just being on Twitter during the fights with the same stuff, charcoal and a newsprint pad, and I was like, I'm just going to draw these things. I'm drawing them as they happen and like practice, like looking at a fight, thinking about what, what, what the most significant moment was, what was beautiful, what was amazing. Uh, from doing so much artwork about fights, I, I feel like I see new things where the human body looks almost like it's dancing. You know, mm-hmm. so much of combat imagery is, is centered around like the, you know, the slobber knocker shot. You know, like the punch to the jaw where the skin is flapping around. I'm like, yeah. man, that is some tired shit. You know, it is, it is, it is like you know, done to death. So you'll very rarely ever see me do some sort of impact shot like that. I'm, I'm looking for something, something different. So I'm looking for something about telling a story about people and like the amazing things that they're capable of, and uh, you know, the violence is the uh, kind of the end result. But uh, there's a lot going on before that happens. Do you find that? Um, I mean, I'm not sure how many. You you're you're uh, you're born and raised in New York and still live there. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's right. I've only lived in three places in life: Queens, so, Bro- Brooklyn, and oh, Manhattan. And oh, sorry, 
No, no problem. Uh, I guess my point I was going to get at is living in New York. I live in California, Southern California. So I've, I've had MMA access. I've been going to events since the nineties. Um, whereas in New York, you were kind of along with Ed, you guys were kind of, other than the New Jersey events, you guys were kind of blacked out from local uh, events happening in front of you. You got to watch stuff on TV. You got to watch stuff on YouTube. Once you started to be able to go to these events and see these fighters up close and up personal, did Mm -hmm. that change the way you drew stuff and the way you saw stuff and kind of the way you interpreted the, the reality of, of what's what the sport contains? I would say uh, the short answer is yes. It's borderline addictive wanting to be like, that close to the to the cage it is uh the the only way you could replicate it from home and i don't even know if you could do this anymore but to go on to fight pass and you know you could pick your your camera angle mm-hmm. you pick one camera angle and watch like a 25 minute fight just from one unmoving camera that's kind of the the closest you can get to um being at a live event I know uh, I went to a couple glory events uh, when they were here in the city and I did get a taste of like what it's like when, when there's like that amazing one punch knockout and the whole place erupts. You can see like, Oh man, it's almost like, it's like I I find live MMA to be a cross between like a sporting event and like a rock concert, you know, like when a new, when a new fight happens, it's like when the band starts a new song and then, you know, if it ends in something spectacular, it's like the big crescendo. You know, it's there's a, there are like a lot of parallels. No, I I, I went to an event that was uh, had Megadeth performing mm. be- between fights. Right, <laughs> right. So so what it is a, uh, the Afflic- affliction one, uh, Fedor oh, versus Tim right. Sylvia. That's right. Forgot yeah. about that, but uh, yeah, so that's cool. I mean, you're talking to—I mean, me personally, I know Ed's been to a bunch of events. I've been to over 200 live MMA events. So Get you're preaching out. to the co- no. I mean, I—I I, I have a long history that nobody else wants to keep hearing the story about. But uh, yeah, so I mean, I have, I have. Especially, Ed. but uh, but yeah, I mean, so I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, I've ex- I've tried to explain to people like Bellator events. The floor there is like a party, it, yeah. and and UFC has become more strict over the years. But uh, I, I can imagine how seeing the stuff up close and personal, especially if you get up to press row, where you actually get like you know you're getting a, a an expensive seat to the event to be able to see it. Um, uh, the blood, the punches, the I, I think, uh, and you know, I, we talk about Bellator this past weekend. I, I think opened up the doors to even more people's eyes um, with the empty arena and guys taking grind shots. I, know, I mean, right? I don't know if you guys saw that, but that was one of the most oh, painful. Yeah. And and yeah. and we've all been around it up close, so we've seen it. But hearing it as vividly as it was uh, was was almost disturbing to me, <laughs> even somebody who's seen it as much. So uh, yeah. I just I imagine being that close has to have a huge influence on on every and all the little details of your art yeah it really does it it's uh man it's a it's a it's a thrilling it's a thrilling kind of thing uh you know i i got to be i I think i was at one or two events that ended up in the book and even that you know that has an effect on the my thoughts you know what i mean like it it changes whether you're live or not you know It, it does it does have an effect and it's I don't know. It's pretty exciting. That's it. I'll I'll leave it at that. Well, I mean, talking about exciting, I know you're excited to have this book out. Um, you were we before we started recording, you were talking about how surprised at how well it's doing. Um, this is on your website, chrisreeny.com. The the cover art, fine art of violence by you. Mm -hmm. Um, can you just talk about uh, 
like what it what this particular work of yours entails sure and uh, i actually have um i actually one of the things i'm most i don't know if it's in this book you can let me know but one of the things i'm most impressed about from the artwork that you've been putting out on social is the way that you draw dana white um, <laughs> Uh, Actually, I, re I really like the way that you kind of make him look like the kingpin from the Marvel comics. Yeah, that's and exactly. Uh, yeah, that's my uh, my model for him. Yeah. The okay. Is it, so is it Dana in the book is or no? not in the book. Okay. Dana, so at Bloody Elbow, I do the equivalent of um, editorial cartoons, where you know I'm like the jester. You know, you that's the one person who can like tell the king how it is. You know, it's like the you know you. It's. I get to poke fun at the way at the, the 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 kind of trash fire that that occurs within MMA, and <laughs> it can come off as cynical. Hopefully, it comes off as funny, and like hopefully, it comes off as like a light a light hearted kind of thing. But really, this book, I wanted to make it about the fighters. I wanted to make it about fighting, and I wanted to remove everything. Mm. Um, that's why there's no cage. There's no advertisements. There's no crowd. There's no ref. I think I put the ref in one in one, uh, one or two drawings just because they were integral to that moment. Mm -hmm. But I wanted this to be like a celebration. You know, I, I do love the sport. I do love what's happening. And I think it is magical, you know, like this thing. And I feel like the sport truly suffers because there's no season. There's that relentless uh, steamroller of boom next one boom next one and the more fights we get the more fights we lose you know for it's from our collective memory uh these mm -hmm. performances that people put on they get overshadowed uh if you have the greatest performance of your of your life but i don't know it was on a bad card or if it or somebody else like you know got kicked in the balls you know and like <laughs> all the headlines and i felt like i'm gonna draw from january 1st to december 31st i'm gonna make something special that that shows people that what happened matters and deserves to be remembered and all these some of these people had the career the year of their careers some of these people were were like made their mark and this is their moment yeah. and and i wanted to make something that you could look at 10 years from now and be like this is fantastic this is beautiful I understand what was going on back then. I understand what was relevant. I understand the arc of someone's career and the state of the sport in that moment. And I enjoy looking at it. You won't see like, you know, the ads from 10 years ago. You won't see like, you know, things that don't matter anymore. You know, stuff ages out of relevance really fast these days. Yeah. So I'm trying to strip it down to its most um uh, timeless uh, essence i feel like i don't know if you can see this i feel mm -hmm, like my photo mm -hmm. i took mm -hmm. is basically yeah. the exact same image can you go back uh, to that yeah uh, yeah yeah I, I took this fight picture at i mean <laughs> beautiful it is basically the exact same image that you drew. Oh, i love it oh i love it good <laughs> good that's, good that's funny yeah. um so uh a couple things. Uh, well, there, there, there isn't a lot of artists um, that have done a lot of MMA stuff. There is photography, um, but there's not a lot of art. One person that I have, and I don't know if he still does stuff or not, a gentleman named Guy Smalley. 
Um, oh, sure. Yeah, I have yeah. about 10 or 12 of his prints that I, I got signed by a bunch of fighters. And um, his his stuff's a little bit more. It's not the same style as yours, but no. I wasn't sure if you were aware or, or yeah, recognize uh, any of his work. Yeah, I kind of keep track on every as many people as I can who make uh, artwork about MMA. And in fact, one of them, uh, we kind of talk, you know, in DMs. And I actually invited him to to put some artwork in volume two of this book. Mm. Uh, that is, uh, do you know uh, Gorilla the Bear? I don't. Uh, fantastic artist. Wonderful artist. Really lovely guy. Um, he uh, did some shirts with Reebok. I think he did a Nate Diaz shirt and a Khabib shirt. But he does really fun, creative things where he kind of takes a real – he has a very uh, comic book style um, and very, very photo real, very, very realistic looking um, portraits. But then he adds uh, a lot of very fun elements. Like he did a, a John Jones versus Daniel Cormier uh, standoff or a face off where they're all in like 80s gear and they have mullets. You know, it's <laughs> very, very fun. He's got a, a real lighthearted touch. And uh, I really like his work. He's a nice guy. So I asked him to participate in this book next year because um, that's my other thing. This is going to be an annual publication. Oh, nice. Um, I did a limited print run, and I would encourage anybody who's listening to go to chrisreeney.com and get a copy. We I've sold more than half the run already in just two days, and I am just thrilled that people have responded so positively. I also have it available as a PDF. If you don't want to spend the money on a, on a hard copy, that's understandable. You know, uh, Everybody's kind of holding their breath. <laughs> well, while the while America goes yeah. down in flames. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is the website up on the screen for folks that are watching the video uh, version of this podcast, but the, uh, that's the website, chrisreeney.com. And, um, I saw you, you actually put that out today or yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. How well, how well it was doing. Um, I mean, uh, it looks like the, uh, the successes, motivation to to do an annual publication yeah, are you gonna I, is it gonna be uh like I, I don't know you, you can say it for this one or plans for the next one but will it will it be mostly focused on ufc or are you gonna plan on adding like bellator or other promotions oh i would yeah. very much like to uh have other promotions in it there's one demetrius johnson piece in the mm. book and i did i i initially planned on having um uh, Bellator and some one and some uh, and some uh, I'm sorry I'm blanking on the Japan uh, Ryzen. <laughs> Ryzen exactly Ryzen. and it just didn't quite work out because I didn't um, I didn't re- I shouldn't say realize but you know there's a lot of fights that's mm. all it comes <laughs> down to there are so many fights I actually have a nice uh, drawing of uh, Ryan Bader versus Fedor that didn't make. There's a bunch of drawings that didn't make it into the book. You know, oh, I had you, to, you just lit up Matt's eyes when you said that. Hey. <laughs> so, so the, the, one of the things I learned is that I'm going to make cover fewer fights in mm. the next volume, but I'll be able to make more images because I would like to dedicate a lot more time to the greatest fights of the year. I wouldn't like, like I look at Joanna versus Zhang Wai Li, man, I, I, I should, that, that fight deserves more than a single image. Yeah. Um, So that's one of the things I learned the hard way while making this book. Uh, The, 
Because sometimes I was like, oh, that knockout was awesome. I, I have to do it. You know, so I have like, I like three Nico prices in the book, which is super <laughs> fun. They're really great. But on the other hand, I'm like, you know, the greater, the, the, I, like almost like the pyramid, you know, like the, the, you gotta, you gotta address the, the, the pillars of your, your era, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'll be looking at 2020 with clearer eyes next year. <laughs> God, it's a shame because I mean, it, it seems like Japan would be, you talked about Krokop and, and SAP kind of being something that got you interested in, in at least knowing what the heck was going on. But you talk right. about like a cartoonish, right? I mean, Bob Sapp was the king of cartoon MMA, basically. I mean, he literally <laughs> fought an anime character in, in, in the ring. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, the idea, I mean, the, does, I, I assume that there's got to be somewhere back in your mind that you'd love to sit ringside in Japan and at one of their oh. big events and have all the fireworks oh, with Without a doubt, without a doubt, I would absolutely love to do uh, like a Japan event without a doubt. Yeah, I would love to do. And uh, there's actually an artist who I really love. His name is Jonathan Edwards, who publishes these really simple little softcover books of just landscapes from all the different cities he visits. And I'm like, oh, God, genius, genius, you know, like to finance your international travels by you know, painting literally what you're hanging out and looking at. Yeah, I would I would love to draw MMA all over the world. Um, it's a shame that more, uh, that other promotions aren't quite willing to um, expand their view to, to that sort of thing. Uh, one guy, he was like, you're kind of like that guy who draws, you know, the court reporter, but for <laughs> fights. And I was like, you know... That's really good. That's really good. That's how I'm going to treat this. And I, I feel like, man, you know, the sport could benefit from a little, uh, like, embrace the reality that it's kind of insane, you know, and just go all out, you know. Well, it, it's pretty crazy how you can, how you can actually keep up with something as fast as competitive uh, martial arts. Um, like we were saying before, you did the uh, this past weekend the UFC Vegas. Uh, ten event. I forget the number. I I go by yeah, the social yeah. media thing because there's so many different names for them now. But yeah, uh, like you do, you do. Uh, you did like a live thread on your Twitter mm-hmm. of artwork from that event, and it's just like, well, I mean, I, I'm wondering, like, like, and again, I I've had a short glimpse of it because I was doing my own work when we were in meter row at, at the garden. But it's like, wow. I mean, like, how do you get the colors and the outlining in so fast? to keep up with something that just happened to make it still, you know, to put it out there digitally on top of all the work, just drawing it, but then to get it out there on time that it's still happening with the event that that's trending that everyone just saw. Right. So, <laughs> it's, it's like, um, you, you have to do it. You have to just forget about like the pressure, you know, like you have to just do it. And I always, I, I, when I start, I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to have a good night or a bad night, you know, cause mm. we all have bad nights, you know? Um, but if I do it all the time then I'm going to do it well, that's the best way to put it. Like yeah. I have to like put myself in that mindset. Like I'm an artist. This is what I do. And cause I get, I, I get nerves, you know, I feel like, am I embarrassing myself? I'm about to just be like, Hey, what's up? So let, let me put this out there for your audience. I'm on Twitter relentlessly at Rini MMA. That's R I N I M M A. And every fight night, I primarily do the main card. Uh, that's the other thing, you know, may, maybe I'll draw a little bit of the prelims, but I don't publish those. Those are like my warmups. 
but uh, you know, I got to get the kids down and all that stuff. So I draw the yeah. main card and I thread that out and it's become like one of my signature things. I've actually had people commission me to draw in that style a fight that they like, you know, like, so I had some guy, uh, commissioned me to do a bunch of sumo matches in that style, which I got to say was one of the best jobs I've ever had. I loved it so much. I feel like, and then, I, I feel like you put that out. I feel like I've seen. Sumo yeah. Stuff. I asked for permission to share that. And then another guy, he had me do a bunch of GSP fights. I'm like, hell yeah. Like I'll sit down and like watch a bunch of GSP and you know, him like kicking uh, Michael Bisping in the head and, uh, you know, kneeing uh, Matt Serra to the body and like all these real classic moments. Yeah, I drew a bunch of those in that exact style, you know, like I was like, look, just going to bang them out fast just the way I do online. And they're like, that's exactly what I want, you know, and there is something about it where it's full of life, you know, like that, the, the speed and the, the urgency that you make these things, that's why they're enjoyable. If I were to take those same exact moments and draw them as photorealistically as possible, they would be like, like, a, like an overcooked steak. You'd be like, yeah, that's steak, but I don't want it. You know, like <laughs> it just doesn't always, uh, things, things don't stay alive forever. Are you super critical of yourself? I mean, do you do a lot of like when you're doing the fight night stuff, I imagine you're just kind of producing it and getting it up online. But when you're doing stuff kind of behind the scenes, when you've got a little bit more time, do you do like five or I mean, do you do a bunch? And then is it like, oh, that's the one I want? Or do you is it just have you gotten so used to good at it that you just you're like every piece has its own uh, flavor or, or attraction to you? Um. You see, I'm talking about my work in general or just the fight night stuff? Well, mainly the fight night stuff or work in general. I, I mean, I, I struggle to draw a stick, man. So I, I appreciate <laughs> right. Uh, right. I appreciate the, the ability to, to create art even as abstractly as, as, as some of the stuff you do that you can look at it and go, yeah. hey, that's Whaley Zhang versus Joanna. Whereas you'd look at mine and you'd go, that's, you know, yeah. a pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this for, um, for my work in general. I I learned from, you know, you go to museums and you see like, especially if they do a retrospective of any famous artist. If you ever heard of the person's name and they're at a museum, I recommend you go there. And what you'll find is that they made a ton of work. And you're going to see like, you know, for every one piece you know, you're like, oh, I remember that. I've seen it in a commercial or a TV show or a poster. There's going to be like 50 that you've never seen before. And then you're going to realize that, great artists make a ton of work and the Mm -hmm. only way to make great work is to make a lot of it. You will never pick, you will never be able to pick your spot. You just have to let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. And then, you know, sometimes I don't even know I made great work until 10 years later when I look back at it and I'm like, shit, man, I was good. I didn't even know it. (laughs) And I I go through those like real highs and lows that some people go through where you're just like, you know, I I was putting out this book feeling like, like I said earlier, like, am I embarrassing myself? Am I, am I making a fool of myself by, by, by putting this out in the world and charging money and telling people it's great? Like I thought it was great. And then you have these moments where like, am I fooling myself? But for the most part, like I know who I am. And I know I'm made to do, I was born to do this. I was made to do this. It's like, it's the vision I have. 
and I'm just kind of bringing it to life. And I know that if I stick with what I believe in, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, definitely. No, I, mean, I mean, yeah, uh, Go ahead. this Go ahead. is, uh, this is, uh, I just, I oh, no, this is the class. This is the Dana White. Yeah. This is how I draw yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, this is from your Twitter at, at Rini MMA. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the, one of the Dana White images that I, I mean, if I've seen, if I had to pick one of your artwork that like I knew I could identify you as the artist that drew, it would be any of these images of him. Oh yeah. Um, He's you got the little Caesar thing crown on him on this. Mm-hmm. That's uh is there any, which brings me to the question. Is there any particular uh, person that you like to draw that that's like your go-to or, 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 and the opposite, is there anyone that's very difficult to draw? Uh, you know, who's super difficult Dustin Poirier. Hmm. Is it because he moves so much? <laughs> no. <laughs> no I, oh, I'm talking about, say, for MMA Squared, for the cartoons that I draw, he's mm-hmm. just like a good-looking guy. Normal dude. He doesn't have normal quali- qualities. Yeah, the only real thing is that he's got this real sweet pompadour of hair, you know? So I, I like <laughs> that. That That's like what I focus on. But I really enjoy fighters who have um, – what's the word? who have kind of a a signature thing about them that lets you know who they are. Like I I love to draw Daniel Cormier. I love to draw the polo shirt with tucked into the sweatpants and that that (laughs) little, those little weird triangles that is goatee forms, you know, like I love people who have these like uh, symbols that, uh, that, that make them, I used to love to draw Conor McGregor in suits, you know, that was always a good one, you know, like you could always like get, then you could get like, like ridiculous purples and golds and teal and like lime green. You could, you could go all out and like fancy mm-hmm. shoes. I like people who have like some sort of flair to them. Uh, I, I used to love to draw Henry Cejudo, you know, even though he's kind of a weirdo, you know, he's got this <laughs> mass, massive head and like, uh, this big shock of hair and that like weird Wolverine kind of, is it a beard? Is it a sideburn that has gone rogue? You know, I, I like that. You know, he was, he was a real fun guy to draw. So yeah, those are, you know, who's, who's a little tough is uh cyborg. So I would always draw her as the, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger, you know, with the half, with the, with the cyborg head. I was like, ah, oh, I'll do that. Uh, that'd be cool. Have you ever, I mean, I've seen your stuff and obviously like being an old school fan like me, have you ever thought about doing like a uh, kind of a throwback thread where maybe you watch like an old pride event and you do a, a art of those, you know, you talk about Japan and the cartoonish, but I imagine like a Sap Nogara or a, you I, know, Fade. I would actually love to do that. I, I truly, truly would love to do that. I'm kind of hoping that this book takes off to the point that I can do, um, uh, I was I was thinking of doing it as a goat, you know, a, like the goat series where I make an entire book dedicated to the career of the greatest fighters ever. You know, I would do one of uh, the three great heavyweights of pride. That's boom. Or I would do a book of the pride um, uh, tournaments, you know, that I would absolutely love to do that. That would that would be the kind of thing, you know. Dude, you got mortgage payments, you got all that stuff. It's definitely something I'd have to plan out and make mm-hmm. sure that the audience is there and they want to finance that sort of thing because hell yeah, man. I'll do that in a it's, heartbeat. Yeah. It's hard. You know, I did a in 2014, I was uh, I got a booth in the UFC Fan Expo. Oh, nice. And 
but you know what? I, back then I used to do way more historical artwork and I was really disappointed at the fans who were like, nobody, this is the quote that like, it was like a gunshot. It was like a knife in my gut. The kid goes, nobody wants to see these old guys. And I was like, oh, "Oh." and I had like this cool set of portraits of like Randy Couture and Tim Sylvia, you know? And I was like, man, all right. You know, like loud and clear kid, you know, like you gotta be careful. You know, you, you you know, this book alone is like, it has a, it has a story to it, you know? And, and the point is that it's timeless. Yeah. I want to make something that, that doesn't run out of steam once the next event comes along. So that's kind of, so the end, the short answer is yes, I'd love to do it. And the long answer is like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to walk carefully. Some of us like those old guys. There's a reason why we have pictures of Ali and uh, over standing over Sonny Liston and not, I know, right. You know, Mayweather standing over Gotti. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like that's a hundred percent right. That's funny that you mentioned the, uh, the fan expo because that was actually my next question was, if you've ever done anything like, um, I mean, maybe if you did something more along the lines, because obviously you went to the UFC fan expo and uh, I mean, the UFC fans are always kind of more, uh, the flocks are usually more of the casuals than folks like us Mm -hmm. that watch watch everything. So maybe if you did the same thing, like say you got a table at like a a Comic-Con or a horror con or something like that, Mm -hmm. where where it's more of a mixed crowd because it's it's more of a genre or a convention that that brings in a, a general mix of people you'd probably get a little bit more especially now that you have a you have a proof of uh work to to bring with you now with this book right you know if you went and sat there not at the big one obviously not the new york comic-con because that thing is just a social Madness. media frenzy anyway yeah but like if right. you did one of the smaller ones like if you did like the jersey one or the one that they do up in mohegan sun Every mm. summer, you know what i mean like if you did something right. like that because there's people and those are good networking events for you too it's um, true i would right? do that as a as a combo you know Cause mm-hmm. in the you know up until covid hit yeah. uh, i've been working with an author to illustrate a graphic novel that uh has a little overlap with the fight scene it's a historical novel and bare knuckle boxing figures into it and uh I think if I were to, if if we get that off the ground and I have that to promote, I would love to to like, I put those two things together. That that would be uh, something I'd really be happy to take on the road because honestly, I've really enjoyed. Uh, I did uh, the Javits Center in in uh, Manhattan. They've had a MMA fan expo. A couple of those. Oh, yeah. Done, I think I've done about three of them. And I really enjoy meeting people. Uh, you know, I met people from Reddit, you know, like the cesspool of, of the intellectual <laughs> internet. And they were all right, man. They were good people. So yeah. it's basically if you're willing to step outside, you know, like, you know, it's automatically a redeeming uh, point in your favor. So I'm, I got to say, look, you know, Carbazal, I met you and I was like, shit, man, going out and meeting people, it really does pay dividends. I really have enjoyed um, the majority of the people that I met through MMA. So yeah, the short answer is I'd love to be out there more often. Yeah. I have to pick my spots, but yeah. Yeah. Pick your spots and you, you obviously have to have a thick skin. Uh, you know, one, <laughs> yeah. one of the, one of the places I write for one, three, seven PM, they push a lot of that, of, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V stuff. And one of, one oh, of, yeah. his, one of his things is just to like, keep putting out, put your work out, whether it's quick, dirty or, you know, whatever, 
but as long as you're putting out the content and stuff that 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 it's fulfilling to you you know fuck the haters let them let them hate because they're, they're usually hating because they're not doing anything anyway yeah yeah i've i've kind of experienced that through one uh internet forum that i used to be part of where now that i work you know um full-time in the media i don't feel as welcome there anymore you know mm-hmm. whereas you know if i'm being a fan and just chiming in and having an opinion and doing stuff it's a little easier to people to tolerate what you have to say and then if you have something that somebody else doesn't it is you know maybe you're not welcome and that, that, it was hard it was sad it was hard for me to hear that but you know i accept it you know i i do i know a lot more people in the media and i feel like i can turn to them for mm. for uh camaraderie and i'm like all right you know one door one door closes the next one opens uh basically my last thing are two questions uh sure. Any fights you look forward to coming up, a uh, drawing or anything that's jumping out that you're you're kind of uh, drooling at the idea of, of doing? I imagine like Costa, Adesanya, something like that might be. In that your is next- number one. That is number <laughs> one on my list, man. I am thrilled. I'm thrilled for that one. And I love. Uh, I love oh. I'm a, I'm a tall, skinny guy. I love drawing tall, skinny guys. You're out there. Go, 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 get them. You know. <laughs> And I guess my second one would be if there was any two fighters you could have matched in the history of MMA that you've watched, what two guys would you have loved to have drawn fighting, even if they never fought each other? Just any weight class, two guys you could put in a cage and and get and you know get your oh, artistic just, juices going. Just for that, the I would have loved to have seen Brock Lesnar and either one, John Jones or Daniel Cormier. Mm-hmm. You know. Like the, the 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 squat tank of a man, or like the the slender man, you know, build either one, just like squaring off with Brock. I, you know, there's a, I I wasn't really, um, I wasn't working in the media when Brock was in his heyday, so I kind of missed that. But I get to throw, I've thrown him into a couple comics every once in a while, and he is a, he is an absolute joy to draw. <laughs> I feel like I, I went to an event, his debut fight. He fought for K1 in the in the U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was, like, Brazilian dancers. They did it in the Coliseum in L.A., 900,000 oh, wow. seats. And there was, like, they had a DJ going. And, I mean, you had you Nicolas went to Cage that? in the crowd. I saw crop. that on TV. Oh, wow. I went there. It was, yeah, oh, wow. Sakuraba, Hoist Gracie, too. Yeah. No, I, I, anything that's happened in Southern California in the last 20 years, I haven't really missed. So. That's but, awesome, man. I can't yeah, even that. imagine what it's like to have that kind of access. You know, I sometimes I don't I don't even throw down to go to the Madison Square Garden events. Uh, they're just like crushingly expensive, you know. Uh, so if the USC comes here, I'll go to I've got you know I'll go to Jersey or I'll go to uh, Brooklyn at the uh, Barclays Center. I haven't done that one yet. I've made it to I came to MSG three times for the McGregor fight, uh, oh, Alvarez, man. and then uh, the first Bellator, the Fedor mm-hmm. Mitrion. Yeah, and then uh, two years ago, it actually the first UFC ever fell on my birthday. My fortieth birthday was uh, Cormier Lewis. So, and oh, that's nice. that's why I get a chance to come out there and hang out with Ed and uh, drink a bunch of expensive beers. Yep, yep, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, the Pensies in the MSG. I, I always joke with Matt. I'm like, don't you own that place? Because <laughs> Matt's every every time Matt's come to New York, it's like, okay, where am I going to meet you? I don't even have to ask him if he comes to New York. He's nice. going to be out there on, on his phone texting me, "Where are you?" You know what I mean? Like, and then when yeah. it's inside and and beers and shots and stuff. But um, I love it. <laughs> but uh, listen, uh, I got to ask you because you mentioned it. I mean, you, you just you just said you 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 prefer Barclays 
MMA over MSG MMA? No, 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 no. Okay, I just, okay. The price. <laughs> no, no, the price. Hundred percent. Matt knows. Yeah. Matt knows. Yeah. Yeah. But you have no, the curse, I'm... though. The curse of the Barclays Center. That that. Well, gonna, gonna, yeah, well so. he knows. If if I mean he's from around here, he knows. Dude, I've I've been to more snake bit MMA than you can imagine. <laughs> no, no, you can't. No, no, no you can't. Oh yeah, I, 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 wait, 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 wait. You might have me for quantity, but the ratio, the ratio of bad fight nights I've been to is oh pretty... bad, bad. I thought you meant canceled fights. Oh, canceled. I, I, I've, I've yeah, but you you're right there too, pound for pound. Uh, New York yeah, is is the king of that. Oh Lord, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I mean, real just because you're talking about snake bit events, canceled fights. I remember I found out I found out about the when the Fedor uh, the Fedor Mitrione first time when that fell apart. I actually Matt, I found out before anybody. I found out from Matt because he sends me a picture of the sign on the door when he walk, he's walking into Staples oh, no. or wherever it was, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I remember I was at Jeff. Uh, I think both you guys met Jeff, my buddy that lives in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, like I was at his place, ready, waiting, ready to watch the fights, and uh, Matt sends me that image, and I was like, "You gotta be shitting me!" And I, I hold it up <sighs> to my buddies, and I was like, oh, "But that's awful." Yeah, Matt's got stories too, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it's uh, it's a bad feeling. Imagine flying, getting on an airplane to watch Fedor fight, and then finding out thirty minutes before the event starts that Mitrione's got gallstones. Dude, that's the worst. <laughs> and you're holding awful. on to like seven people's tickets that still owe you money for their ticket. Oh that'll, that'll make oh, that'll make right. for a hard after, hard afternoon right there. Oh, that's, that's a rough conversation, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's like uh you still driving up here from San Francisco to San Jose? Uh yeah the fight's canceled. Oh. Uh, I hope you're a Patricio Patricio Pitbull fan or Patricio <laughs> Pitbull fan now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit. Awesome. Well, well, real quick, why don't we wrap up here real quick? But uh politics aside, everything. What uh real quick, who wins Woodley Covington on Saturday? Oh man, Covington's gonna win. I agree. How about you, Ed? Yeah, yeah, it's hard to disagree. I mean, Woodley's I don't I haven't seen anything recently from Woodley that makes me think otherwise, especially if we're if we're you know, people judge a lot by their last fight. And obviously, that's that's the one that's gonna you know stick in your mind. So yeah, I can't I can't disagree. Well, there it is. Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, so UFC fans, there is a UFC event, uh, fifteen fight card, ESPN Plus uh, on Saturday, headlined by uh, Woodley and Covington, uh, Cowboy Cerrone in the co-main event against Nico Price. So that is available this Saturday for fight fans and uh, Invictas on Thursday. Uh, check and your Chris local Rini's book. Is available right here on chrisreeney.com. That's uh, right. There you go. Uh, Chris, why don't you throw out your Twitter handles? Uh, any any way, Facebook, any way anybody would want to get a hold of you, why don't you throw that out right now? Okay. Uh, let's see. chrisreeney.com for the book. And you can contact me through the site if you need to for some reason. I'm available and posting on pretty much daily on Twitter, at ReeneyMMA. And I have a Patreon. Uh, that's where I put like sneak previews for the book before it comes out. And actually, everybody who has been a patron of me gets a free PDF copy of the book. Oh, um, nice! That was yeah. That was I felt like that was a great thing I could do, you know. Uh, and I, I'll I'm, I'll kick up my Instagram again. It is Chris underscore Reeny. That is my Instagram. Uh, I guess I'll I get back on there. You know, I'm I'm getting back in the world. 
And uh, thank you guys for having me on so much. It was a real pleasure talking to you. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you making the time. Check us out again at allaccessmma.com. You can follow the podcast at Combat Hour on Twitter. Oh, can I throw one thing out there? I'm so sorry. No, no, do it. Every UFC event, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'll be drawing the live card and posting it at Rini MMA as well. That's like a, it's a fun way to keep up with uh, with the fights live if you're on there. Well, you got a new follower, and I'll certainly be checking him out this Saturday. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that companion to the fights. So, uh, again, uh, fans can follow the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMA Hawk Twenty One on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter. Carbeerzal on Instagram uh, and uh, Big Head Carb, Old Head Carb. I'll get it right one of these days. Old Head Carb on, twi- on uh, Twitch, Twitch, um, which I saw. I saw our video, our program streaming on there. So that's a pretty yeah. cool little add on to the show. So uh, thanks again, Chris, for joining us. Uh, great meeting you. Great talking to you. And I, I look forward to uh, checking out your work from from this day on, man. Thank you so much, man. It was a real pleasure meeting you as well, Ed. Great to see you. Thanks, man. Hey, guys. Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions, and in some, the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening, and if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout on the podcast, maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again. <laughs>